Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. Thanksgiving. Gratitude and service. These are the two principles that are at the core of a lifetime of living happy, thin and free. Gratitude and service. Like once you drop in to your bright line eating life, once you have a brain that understands the automaticity of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What it really boils down to is gratitude and service. And a year ago, I met a man who brought the principles of gratitude and service into my world in a way that I'd never experienced before. I was sitting in a room full of entrepreneurs in Dallas, Texas, and Scott Harrison showed us a video that left us all weeping and completely blew my mind. And a year ago, I brought that video to you and we changed the world. We changed the world and we're gonna do it again. And this video is so meaningful that I want to invite you to see it. And at the end of this video, I'm going to tell you what we did last year, the impact of it, because we're number one, <laughs> just saying the bright line eating tribe is number one. I'll explain at the end of this video that I want you to watch. And um, I just got off the phone with Scott Harrison. Just now, I just called him up, he answered. He was with his kids, they were climbing all over him. He's such a dear. And um, I wanted to tell him that I was about to shoot this video for you. And I also wanted to tell him that he is my integrity idol. Like we all have people that we follow. Maybe you're watching this because you follow me. Um, we all have people that, that um, that means something to us that, that we look up to in some way or that, um, you know, we look at how they're living and we think, wow, you know, I can, I can pick pieces, parts out of what they're doing to inform my own journey. Right. And I wanted Scott to know that when it comes to integrity, he's my guy. Um, check this out. My name is Scott Harrison. <laughs> Just listen. This is my wife, my son, and my one on the way. I lead an organization called Charity Water, and our mission is to bring clean water to everyone on the planet. I live in New York City now, but I didn't always. I grew up in suburbia, and this was my house. My dad was a businessman, and my mom was a writer. They loved each other, and they loved me. We were a happy family until we weren't. When I was four years old, my mom collapsed on the bedroom floor. We'd just moved into a new house and our house had a carbon monoxide gas leak, but none of us knew it until then. She didn't die that day, but her immune system did. She became allergic to everything. Perfume, the ink from books, radio waves. She wore strange masks all the time and was often connected to oxygen. 
The toxic gas destroyed her immune system, and in a way, my childhood too. After the poisoning, our roles reversed, and I began to take care of her. As the only child, I had to be a good one. I learned to cook, do laundry, and take care of the house. I was a good Christian kid who played piano in church and wanted to be a doctor when I grew up to help sick people like her. Until I turned 18. Music was my escape, so I joined a band and moved to New York. Um, right about the time when the band broke up, I got involved in um, producing these like live music shows in the city. I realized that you could actually get paid in New York City to drink alcohol for free. This job was called a nightclub promoter. So you just had to get beautiful people in the clubs. And if you got the right people in the clubs, you could charge guys $500 to buy a bottle of champagne that cost you 40 I moved from club to club to club, filling up the VIP section and flashing my Rolex to the club photographers. For almost 10 years after that, I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day and was out drunk almost every night. I was into strip clubs, gambling, and just about every drug except heroin. On New Year's Eve, uh, we all went to Punta del Este. Uh, it's a kind of party town in Uruguay. We rented this incredible house with cooks, waiters, and magnums of expensive champagne. Although it looked glamorous on the outside, there was a long decline in happiness. And I remember just feeling so unhealthy about it all. The next day, the party was still going, but I wanted the music to stop. I was spiritually bankrupt, I was emotionally bankrupt, I was certainly morally bankrupt. I tried to find my way back to a very lost faith. I wanted things to be different. I left nightlife, sold almost everything I owned, and decided to take one year off to try serving others instead of myself. I'm applying, I'm filling out these long applications for these very credible humanitarian organizations that have long histories. I put in the applications and then I wait. And I guess I should not have been surprised, but I am denied by all of these organizations. They won't even let me volunteer because of my past. So they're like, what do you do again? <laughs> We're serious people. <laughs> Thankfully, one organization says, if you pay us $500 a month, you can volunteer with us. So I said, here are my credit card details. Where are you guys going? They were an amazing team of doctors and surgeons who traveled the world on a hospital ship. They specialized in removing facial tumors, and they were going to Liberia, one of the poorest countries in the world, and a country I'd never even heard of. I say, I'm gonna sign up and be your volunteer photojournalist. I'd always taken pretty good pictures and photos and love telling stories. Everything in my life changed. I decided in one fell swoop to kind of never smoke again, to never touch drugs again, you know, to never gamble again, to, you know, to swear off pornography and strip clubs, and just, I needed to walk so far in the other direction. And I walked up this gangway, and this became my new home. Nothing could have prepared me for what I was about to see. Uh, my name is Scott. I think we may be able to help you. Um, I met a man named Harris. He was suffocating to death with a benign tumor. 
I got to see Harris's transformation because of an amazing surgeon named Dr. Gary Parker. So we, we've got to get your blood nice and strong for an operation, huh? Dr. Gary had moved his entire family on the ship to volunteer for a short time. That was 29 years ago. He'd just never left. I'd never met anyone with that kind of dedication before. Very happy we can uh, schedule and he'll spend Christmas here. First, uh, first good Christmas in 13 years. A couple weeks later, I got to take Harris back home to his village with an entirely new face, ready to start a new life. The uniform that's put on people when you have these terrible deformities is you're rubbish, you're worthless, you're spiritually cursed, you're... And when you can change the uniform, it's huge. And the person starts to imagine that they might not be rubbish after all. No one in our world is rubbish. There was one day when more than 5,000 sick people came to see our doctors. Some of them had walked for more than a month. But there were too many of them, and we just didn't have enough doctors. I remember holding my camera, crying. We had to turn thousands away. We were changing individual lives every day, but I wanted to do even more. I'm documenting these life-changing surgeries, but I started to spend more and more time out in the rural villages. And as I would travel around these villages, I would see the most shocking things. About 475 people living here. And this is what they're drinking. You can see there's bugs crawling around in it. I'm sort of putting this together, saying, look, thousands of people are turning up sick, and the most basic need for health isn't even met. It wasn't okay. Kids shouldn't be drinking from scummy swamps or ponds or rivers. He came here to fetch water yeah. and a crocodile fell into the river. And a crocodile snatched him. Disappeared Not even body was not even found. There were so many diseases caused by bad water. Cholera, dysentery, trachoma, bilharzia, things I'd never even heard of. On top of that, I found out people weren't just drinking this filthy water, they were breaking their backs to get it. Women and girls are usually the ones responsible, often walking for hours every day. As a result, many girls never make it through school. They trade in their education and dreams to carry 40-pound jerry cans so their families can have water. Dirty water is responsible for more death in the world than all forms of violence, including war. Even if it were a million people, this would be a crisis. But it's not one million. It's 663 million people that live on our planet right now without access to clean water. That's twice the population of the United States. Nearly one in 10 people worldwide. Behind those statistics were real lives people who were dying because they couldn't get clean water. And many of them were children.
I began to become really interested in the, the water issue and who was doing something about this. How come more people weren't talking about water? I came back to New York City ready to go. So I started with a party. It's the only thing I knew how to do. I was a nightclub promoter. So I got someone to donate a club. I threw my 31st birthday party. I got 700 people to come out. I lured them with open bar. And I charged them 20 bucks at the door. And this time, instead of pocketing the $15,000, we took it immediately to a refugee camp in northern Uganda. We built three wells. We fixed three wells. And then we sent the photos and the GPS and the story back to those 700 people. This was a big deal. And people could not believe that a charity would bother to report to them on a $20 gift, and that something actually happened with the money that they could see, that they could connect with. 700 people proved that we could make a difference, even $20 at a time. This was the beginning of Charity Water. As I'm talking about setting up a charity, I realize that so many of my friends don't trust charities. In fact, I learned that 42% of people in America alone don't trust charities. From the beginning, I was determined to do things differently, and I had a few big ideas. First, we'd handle money differently. From day one, Charity Water made a bold promise that 100% of all donations would go directly to clean water. I opened up a separate bank account for overhead, and we never touched the water money to pay for things like staff salaries, office rent, or travel expenses. We started looking for generous people with the resources to cover those overhead costs. Second, we proved each water project we funded. We put photos and GPS coordinates on Google Maps and even attached GPS trackers to drilling rigs so people could follow them. Later, we created and installed thousands of remote water sensors so we'd know that the projects continued to work over time and even how much clean water was flowing. Third, we believe for the work to be sustainable, it had to be led by locals. Water and sanitation program creates an enabling environment so that all aspects of development can take off. In the beginning, usually a handful of people were in the office every single day. And it was funny back then because we were trying to look so professional and put together when if you just walked in the office and saw how we did what we did, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, and we were just making everything up as we went. We built outdoor exhibitions, staged water walks, and designed ads that made people think differently about water. We got space on buses and taxis donated, spreading the word to everyone we could. We took over the windows of luxury retailers and created a TV commercial that ran for free to more than 20 million people. People started to take notice, and thousands began to donate. People all around the world started donating their birthdays to raise money for clean water. A seven-year-old named Max went door-to-door -door asking for $7 donations, and he raised $22,000. Maggie Moran gave up her 16th birthday. Nona Ween gave up her 89th. Gave up my 28th birthday for Charity Water. My 25th birthday. 39th birthday. 25th, 36th, 38th, 44th. And this movement of birthdays begins to spring up, and people said, look, I don't need any more stuff. That's exactly what Rachel Beckwith said. She heard me speak a few months before her ninth birthday and told her mom that instead of presents or a party, she wanted to raise $300 to help kids get clean water to drink instead. She was disappointed when she didn't reach her goal, 
but she raised $220, and her mom assured her it was good enough. She could try again next year. She never got that chance. A few weeks later, Rachel lost her life in a car accident. Well, just at nine years old, Rachel Beckwith already had a legacy. Hers was Charity Water. NBC's Lee Cowan explains how even now, Rachel Beckwith continues to make a difference. Hundreds of strangers started to give $9 in her honor. Then it became thousands. Within weeks, Rachel's fundraising campaign had raised over $1.2 million for clean water. The heart of this nine-year-old girl inspired 32,000 people to give. But it didn't stop there. 80,000 people pledged their birthdays like Rachel. Some people said, I can't wait until my birthday. I just need to fundraise now. I need to do something about this now. Guys shaved their beards. Complete strangers started climbing mountains to raise money for clean water, walking and biking across countries, sailing across oceans. I've been giving up Christmas gifts for five years. I've raised just above 32,000. I did 12 lemonade stands for charity water. I raised $10,000 for clean water. Rachel reminded us that charity water wasn't just our story. And she's now been joined by over 1 million people, helping us fund over 20,000 water projects that will bring clean water to 6.3 million people. And I got to see just how much impact one life really can have when I took Rachel's family to Africa. We greatly love Rachel and continue to love her family. And I'm overwhelmed with how greatly you have honored her memory. Please receive my most deepest and heartfelt thanks. You've done us a great honor today, so thank you. Yeah. Rachel developed such a big heart from such a young age that she understood and felt the pain of others on the other side of the world. It's the most beautiful gift a person can give. Lives all around the world were being changed. The kids I saw sitting in the mud with the pigs, drinking swamp water, were now drinking clean water from wells. Cholera, parasites, leeches, those were all now things of the past. Clean water and toilets made a huge difference in schools and improved education for students. Moms were now dancing around drilling rigs. As a In the beginning, there was water. Always changing and bringing new life wherever it goes. It did for me and for so many others in very real ways.
Even though I didn't grow up to be a doctor, I'm thankful that my childhood gave me awareness of the importance of health, of life. Dr. Gary is still on that ship, helping people every single day. My mom is still here too, fighting for her health. My son knows and loves her well. So will my daughter. Now I know the world will change by the time my children reach my age, but I believe there are only a few times in each of our lives that we get to witness a truly historic global moment. And giving clean water to the entire planet will be one of those moments. I invite you to be a part of this. We've been able to help more than six million people get clean water, but we want to do so much more. We want to go faster and help more people. So we're introducing a new way to do just that. It's called the Spring. This year, Charity Water turns 10, and we're looking for 10,000 of you to join us and make this your story too. We're building a community of givers so generous and constant, the world has never seen anything like it before. People who are willing to give not just once, but who will stick with us month in and month out, faithfully fighting for change. We subscribe to things every month. Cable internet, magazines, movies, and music. We're loyal to these things because they benefit our lives. But the spring benefits other people's lives. It costs only $30 to give one person clean water. Some of you can give that every month. Some of you can give more, some of you less. But whatever you can give, 100% goes directly to clean water and we'll keep showing you where your money goes and the lives that you're changing. We're looking for 10,000 members to join us right now. And when we get there, we'll grow to 100,000 and then a million until the day we can finally say that no one on earth will die from dirty water. So we realize people will tell us this can't be done, but we think, man, if there's ever a time in the world when this is possible, it's certainly today. When people are really looking to give, they're looking to make an impact. We know how to end the water crisis in our lifetime, and with your help, we will. Join the spring today. Right? Thank you for watching that. Thank you for taking the time. Gratitude and service. Thanksgiving. It is not okay that people live without clean water to drink. We live in this world of ridiculous excess on the one hand and ridiculous poverty and um, lack of sufficiency on the other hand, living together in a world that feels increasingly small and intimate, where we really can picture and feel what it's like to live somewhere else because 
communication and transportation allow us to time travel and space travel in a way that makes it intimate. We're one human family. We are one human family and we know it. We didn't used to know it hundreds of years ago. We thought we were different tribes, you know, now we know. We are one human family. And we here in Brightline Eating, we're the ones with these brains that are highly susceptible that suffer from the excess of our society here in the West. Too much, too much highly palatable food, too much caloric density. Our brains get rewired and the too muchness of our society affects us and we, we can't cope. We gain our weight and we can't get it off. We suffer from the excess here. And the foundation of healthy food is clean water. The foundation of healthy food is clean water. There is no healthy food without clean water. And so we've partnered up to be sisters and brothers to those living in societies that are impacted on the other end of that continuum. Too much and too little. We have too much and it affects us and we suffer. They have too little and it affects them and they suffer. And so a year ago we said, we're going to do something about that. And I sent out an email about this vlog a year ago. I showed that video that you just saw and the Brightline Eating tribe responded. I said, let's get a thousand people to join the spring, a thousand people right now. And members started joining the spring in huge numbers. And we became very quickly the number one giving tribe of Charity Water in all of the history of Charity Water. In the 10 years they've been around, never has there been a subgroup of people, a community of people that has given more to end the issue of dirty water, to bring clean water to people across the globe. Never has there been a group of people who did more than we did. We crushed it. We crushed it. In real numbers, the goal was a thousand, and um, on New Year's Eve, by the end of the year, by the end of 2017, 1,000, we had 871 people. And on New Year's Eve morning, December 31st, I sat on my couch watching football and I typed an email and I said, here's what I'm thinking about. It's New Year's Eve. Here's what I'm hoping for my Bright Line Eating journey next year. And by the way, what I'm thinking is we're not going to make it. We have 871 people. We could make it. If you watch the vlog right now and decide to give to the spring, well, we're probably not going to make it. And that's a shame. And you know what happened by the end of that night, just a few hours later, as the ball was dropping in New York City, we had over 1,200 members in the spring. Far and away crushed the Plat Plus entrepreneurial competition that was set up by Jeff Walker and Scott Harrison in this meeting in Dallas. We crushed it. We were at the top of the leaderboard, like by far. Over $300,000 in annual recurring revenue. We have so far helped over 10,000 people across the globe to get clean water for the rest of their lives. 10,000 people so far with more to come. 
our retention rate is really good. It's above average, above charity water average and way above the national average of like annual giving or whatever. So uh, 912 people are still in the spring from Brightline Eating. And so we're the number one giving tribe of all time, except that in May, this guy named Mike Dooley from Hay House, uh, he's a Hay House author like I am, and Scott Harrison came and spoke to the Hay House author's mastermind. And, you know, um, it was really exciting. And, um, and this guy named Mike Dooley emailed his tribe and he got over 1,500 spring members. And if we don't pony up, he's about to overtake us in actual dollars given as the number one tribe or community donating to Charity Water. So what do you think? Should we keep our number one status? Okay, we've got 912 members of the spring right now. He's got 1,500, <laughs> which means that his horse is about to gallop way ahead of our horse. <sighs> so in this vlog, I wanna invite you to join the spring. Let's do something about that are too much and they're too little. Let's bridge the gap. Let's give gratitude and service. Let's have gratitude for our hot showers this holiday season. And let's think about what we can do to end the plight of those women and girls walking for hours every day to get dirty water in jerry cans to carry back to their tribe. Let's give them a well with fresh water right in their village with a tap that they can turn on anytime to get clean, fresh water, shall we? So this morning I was on the phone with Scott Harrison and he told me some dates. He said, Susan, March 2nd through 8th, I want you to come to Africa with me. I want you and your husband to come to Ethiopia with me to watch a well get put in to a village with the money that you and your tribe raised. I want you to talk to the women, hear their stories. Come. And I said, we'll be there. And we'll shoot video. And I'll make a vlog for you to see where your money is going. To interview, watch me interview the, the people whose lives you're changing. So join the spring, stand with me and the hundreds and hundreds of other bright line eaters who've given to the spring. Right now, you know, we've got about $300,000 a year that's going out in $30, roughly $30 increments. If you can give $30 a month, awesome. If you can give $20 a month, awesome. $10 a month, just $10 a month. Honestly, a couple cups of coffee. So click the button down below. Sign up for the spring. The goal this year is to raise our 912 up to 1500. If we can get up to 1500, we will stay ahead of Mike Dooley and his tribe. Yeah, okay, I'm a little ambitious. <laughs> I'm a little competitive. I'm a little, you know, yeah. Elbows out on the basketball court, right? Like, let's, uh, let's win. Why not? Why not? We can totally win this. We can totally win this. Let's keep our status as the number one charity water giving tribe of all time, shall we? So join with me. Let's get up to 1500 this year. I'll send you an email and let you know how we do. And in March, I'm going to go to Africa and I'm going to bring back some footage about where your money's going. I love you. Thank you.
We do a lot for each other here in Brightline Eating. Let's step up and do a little bit for the people who don't even have clean water to grow fresh food, to drink, to feed their kids, to wash their clothes, to wash their bodies. Gratitude and service. Let's do it, shall we? I'll see you next week.